0: And gentle nerds, you are now floating in the digital space. This is corporate lunch. lunch episode. Are you keeping count, Noah? 13! Episode 13. <laughs>
1: 13 fucking digital vibes. The uh, Real ones. The
0: number 13 is actually um, in sacred numerology famous um, because it's the number of vibes that end up the corporate lunch podcast. Yeah, it's the sacred, little known fact. It's
1: the sacred vibe number, which. Yeah. So some people think we just made that up, but, I mean, that it goes back eons, centuries, decades.
0: Yeah, the people that think we made that up clearly haven't visited the Great Pyramid.
1: It was written in Sanskrit, and so it was.
0: The other thing about 13 is if you add 1 plus 3, you get 4, and then if you add 9 to that, you get back to 13. Yeah. So think about that for a while. Yeah numerology uh, th- this is the suits episode of corporate lunch and we're going to talk plenty about suits but first we need to talk about sam hein getting chirped by his dad <laughs> at, at thanksgiving during the christmas card photo for his long hair
1: one of the best heads of hair i can think of frankly
0: you think it's luscious his dad begs to differ He's
1: not feeling it that's what dads do that's what they're for sam
0: what it, d- just tell us one thing your dad said about your hair <laughs> i believe he called it absurd brutal um that How about this for a segue? I think Sam's hair looks really good with a suit, however. Sam crushes a suit. Yeah. Shamelessly. Yeah. Not
1: that there should be shame. I'm just saying in a, in a day and age where things are pretty casual, in an office that's pretty casual, Sam rocks the suit.
0: Sam infamously does suited, you know, Sam Hine obviously zags when everybody else is zigging. Yeah, it. yeah. Famous and infamous for suited Fridays.
1: Yeah. Be, well, there's good reason for that. I, my theory is that he wears a suit when he's hungover.
0: I used to do that with a tie back in my drinking days, which are behind me.
1: It makes, which makes perfect sense. You got to dress for, uh, dress for how you want to feel, <laughs> how you actually feel.
0: <laughs> not for the actual feeling in your brain. Um, Noah. Yeah. In a given month, how many days do you wear a suit?
1: Um, in, I would say in the last month there's been zero.
0: Well, give us a different month then. Cause that doesn't give me much to work with.
1: Um, that's not true. There hasn't been zero. Um, Three,
0: three times a three month. Three
1: times a month, I probably wear a suit. Um, I used to wear them a lot more often. I don't know. It just it comes and goes. I have a bunch of suits that are sort of like casual that I wear with like a crew neck sweatshirt or even a t shirt or something like that that I, that I like. I got like a flannel suit, a plaid flannel suit. You can wear with anything, like 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 non formal or even businessy type situations.
0: I mean, not to be not to take like a an obvious GQ style stance and sort of go counter. Yeah, but to me when people are saying is the suit dead There's yeah. an obvious time to like get involved with some suits
1: yeah i think there's i think suits are super cool t- when you get to a place where you can wear it without like drawing attention to the fact that you're wearing a suit and also hey man you got an interview today exactly yeah 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 and also without looking like a dude who just wears a suit every day out of just like rote mechanical like instinct
0: by sheer r- retro retrograde will yeah By sheer longing for a different time and place. Yeah. There's a lot of sheer longing for a different time and place in the menswear world. I find it negative. Maybe that's a whole other episode, though. I could probably do a whole podcast, like a a whole iTunes podcast just about that.
1: Like the back when men were men sort of thing?
0: Back when men were men and we wore wore tuxedos on airplanes.
1: Yeah, waxed our moustaches.
0: (laughs) Waxed our moustaches and not in a Brooklyn way.
1: I feel like... um there was, a t- there was a time when I felt very, like, situated within that world a little bit. That's just, like, where, like, men's style stuff was in the
0: aughts. Yeah, the geezer style era.
1: Yeah, and now I it feel good so. Era. Yeah, it was. And a lot of people, you know, made a lot of good friends in that era. And a lot of them came out the other end doing interesting shit that goes beyond that.
0: And I've- and we learned the basic rules of t- tailoring so that we may- might break them. And
1: that's true. You got to learn the rules to break them. But, man, I feel really far away from that, but, in, in like, in a good way. Like, I'm familiar with it, but then there's also that thing where you're just like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I want, like, like going back to suits, like, maybe I want my trousers a little long. Maybe I want, like, a little extra break so they just kind of have some, like, real swaggy, casual.
0: Like slacker. A yeah. slacker mentality. Yeah. I would say that of the money I spend on clothes, mm-hmm. 72% is on getting some suits dialed in. Yeah. Even though I wear suits maybe, I don't know, one or two days a week. Probably two days a week. Yeah. And um, I feel like that's a really good place to be. Occasionally suited in the non-suited era, um, but with, like, um, two things, a take on suiting and a guy.
1: A guy meaning a tailor?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Somebody who you can – because I'm not, um, I'm not off the rack – proportions for, yeah. su- for suits yeah so matt lambert at sid mashburn we're sort of in a uh um uh, not you know we're, we're, we're in kind of a, a slow burning but pretty constant dialogue about suits mm-hmm. and occasionally i order something up they've got my uh all my measurements yeah and um so they can just put in the order and then you wait a few months and something comes in and it's an investment every time and it hurts the pocket a little bit mm. Um, you know, the prices at Sid Mashman are really reasonable, Yeah, but, I, but, but I have to mean it, you know, when I do that and, um, but good things happen. I just got a black camel hair suit in, that means camel hair pants.
1: It's in, is it, it's in here, it's here, you've had it, have you worn it yet?
0: I haven't, it needs to, uh, I need to get the pants finished and just get it nipped and tucked.
1: The thing I think like that's cool about how you wear a suit, a, a, a thing I would aspire to is that thing, I kind of said this already, but like that thing where, you can wear a suit one day, and then if the next day you're wearing jeans and a trucker jacket, and then the next day you're wearing a suit, no one's gonna ask you either way. It's like all consistent without being even like remotely similar.
0: The key is to look and feel the same on all those days. Yeah. While while flexing some different muscles. Yeah. Now what I have noticed is I've I bought a couple of really fat ties from Drake's. I might have talked about that in the pod. I bought a couple of really fat ties from Drake's. They're mm-hmm. super wide. Um, and when I wear those, people are like, Ooh, you're all dressed up That's the thing. and I get super bummed out. But it, you know, to wear a tie for no reason other than you felt like putting one on these days, yeah. it's just not era that you're the, it's, it's a tie for the tire tieless era to quote our what to wear now holiday, uh, section of the magazine. Does your, does your, I do hate, I do hate though. When I get a comment like that about like, you look different today, Because yeah. the whole point is to wear a bunch of different shit, but never look different. When you – does
1: your suit decision, as in whether or not you're going to wear one and then which color suit you're going to wear, does it – is it based on, like, your agenda that day? Uh, Are you, like, what meetings do I have coming up today? Because you're in some pretty high-powered me- meetings. Let's not – let's be real.
0: The – it's more uh – uh I try not to dress for my schedule. And I think one of the awesome things about the era that we're in is you don't really have to. Yeah. Like, there aren't a lot of days where I'm in a meeting where I'm like, I can't wear jeans and a black jeans and a black trucker jacket. I could, but some days you want to like put on a suit but no tie, or sometimes you want to wear a tie. Um, so I try not to dress according to the calendar, but it does occasionally happen. Yeah. I went to a memorial service earlier this week. That's right. Yeah. That's and I had on a black suit, a white shirt, and a black tie. People joked about whether or not I was interviewing for jobs. Yeah, and um, but yeah, it had to be done. Mm. Going to a memorial service, you got to act right. Yeah. The um, other thing I'm into right now is seasonal suits. Mm -hmm. So the arsenal is not made up of a bunch of suits that you can wear year round. Yeah, it's like just a couple that are really spring summer and a couple that are really winter weight.
1: I'm way into that.
0: And then I have one, I have one suit that is seasonless mm-hmm. that I can wear in winter or seems wise or spring. It's like an LA suit. Yeah, exactly. It's an everyday LA suit. Um, the suits that what are the suits that you do wear when you I'm, three I'm days a month? I'm super
1: into that. My whole thing is very specifically that I have just to get just to dive right into my wardrobe as we do sometimes. My favorite. We're not thing, afraid to talk brands, uh, dude. That's
0: <laughs> one of the central tenets of the lunch.
1: Um, like, in the winter, you'll catch me. I have a flannel, like a cotton flannel suit from the Gigi, which is a, a label I really like, a quirky little Italian outfit.
0: So advanced, man.
1: Um, And mine is navy. It's like an all-dark navy plaid flannel suit that I had tailored to be, like, a little bit loose. It's pretty, pretty much entirely unstructured. It looks really cool with, like, a gray crew neck sweatshirt.
0: There's something to dive into about that, which is the word quirky, yeah. which I think is kind of the vibe, like, it's weird to have a camel hair suit,
1: yeah. Like
0: even even dudes that work at places that sell suits are like, "What a camel like camel hair pants?" And in in your case, uh, I think that's what's keeping it feeling fresh for you, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a little quirky. It's not. Neither of us is ever gonna roll in here in a business suit. No, yeah. a gray I, business.
1: I suit. I like the oddball choices, and I think they work. Like they they totally work for everyone. Not everyone like some people get weird if it's just like not navy or black or gray. I guess. Yeah, but like.
0: But you, we're talking about oddball in terms of like silhouette and cut and stuff like that, not like I got a crazy pattern on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes the texture. I'm talking about oddball when even in a subtle way. I'm talking about like a subtle That's texture I mean. or a subtle fabric difference, and something a little or bit a pleats about pleats and cut. cuffs and yeah. a little bit and a little too long. Yeah, because yeah. there's that other thing that like that um, the dudes that hang around the trade show, PT Uomo. You know, we all know that vibe with the fedora with the big feather in the hat and stuff. And yeah. it's like kind of super exaggerated uh frankly dumb looking like peacock suits in silly colors and with like stupid lapels that stick up all high or um gigantic cuffs and it's just like a whole insane ridiculous thing that's we're sort of at the tail end of that like whole move but i do think that there's another version of sort of like quirky that's kind of more tasteful that like the gg is right along those lines if you don't know the gg like check it out it's like you know
0: it's it's the G I G I Italian. Yeah. And another Are brand. Are they sold we, in America?
1: They're around a little bit. Yeah, not
0: too much. Nothing not the only. internet can't fix nothing nothing the Noah Johnson proxy <laughs> service can't <laughs> fix. One day you know, Sam, one day we're gonna come in and Noah's like, guys, I'm putting in my two weeks, I'm starting a proxy service.
1: <laughs> That's never gonna happen. <laughs> Please God. Um another brand we like is Caruso. That's like a little soup uh, a more elevated, sophisticated kind of take on like Italian quirky.
0: So ill. Um, their their quirk is that it's just better than everybody else. I mean, it's just, like, insanely <laughs> nice.
1: Uh, cor- I mean, quirky is not maybe the, the best word for, like, what Caruso is all about. But, um, God, speaking of which, I picked up a couple Caruso pieces, a, a double-breasted blazer and um, a suit, actually, that I just brought to my tailor. And it was, like, that was stressful. And I just felt, like, gutted after.
0: While, well, letting somebody cut into them?
1: Yeah. Having to, like, do all this work and then, like, frankly, the bill was pretty steep. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's just like an inevitable thing that comes with a suit. Like it's, it doesn't really work out just off the rack. No, you gotta have the right guy to do the right kind of work. You gotta be ready to pony up to get it done and know that it was worth it.
0: I kind of think too, that as long as, um, this is a little bit of a, of like a menswear cliche, but if you've got a good tailor that can work for you, you know, you can spend a ton on a suit or. Get a get a really affordable suit, and if you got a good tailor, you'll probably come out okay. And a little taste, of course. Yeah, but that's uh, the thing. That's the thing about a great looking suit. There's a reason not everybody has them. It takes a little work. It takes a little know-how. It takes knowledge at at the at the store, and then it takes knowledge at the tailor, and then you got to figure out how to wear it in a in a fresh way.
1: Yeah, I think like that whole attitude of the suit. We were talking about this the other day with uh, Justin O'Shea's Triple S World Core, which has a lot of suits in it. He's Rampage got, like, suit. this, like, party suit vibe. Yeah. And we were just kicking around the just the idea that, like, what he's proposing, I, like, there's other things in there about, like, the price that these suits are at and all that stuff, but, like, what he's proposing is also this, like, whole new other attitude for how to wear the suit. Yeah. Or, like, in what situation, in what context, in how, you know, like, what's your – you put this thing on, and, like, what do you imagine yourself doing, yeah. you know? And, like, you can kind of – there's like a million different things that could be, and for a lot of people in a suit, it's like there's not that much variety there. There's like a, just work.
0: Yeah, but when it's cognac-colored velvet, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you realize that the, it's time for something different. But I'm way into it's that. It's not about punching the clock in cognac-colored velvet. Yeah. Sam, when are we dropping your Triple your S World Corp O'Shea piece on GQStyle.com? This okay. week, this week coming well, up. It's, happen- it's happening basically simultaneous with content. this episode. Yeah, I just- I Fire just, content.
1: I just gave a little sneak. Dude,
0: premium. there's no such thing as scooping ourselves. It's all good. It's all <laughs> in the world. Um, I It's all lunch, man.
1: This week finally got around to uh publishing a piece I did on the designer Adam Kimmel, who um was one of my all time favorites. And uh live now on gqstyle.com. Such a good
0: piece, man. Thanks, the, the world needed that. That that one's as the kids say, for the culture. Yeah.
1: And um yeah. Man, so well, do you? Let me ask you this: yeah.
0: Do you have um, because you were, you were working in this world when Kimmel w- was actively making stuff? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What are your memories? Not the 2020 rose-colored glasses hindsight. Yeah, but what were your what were your thoughts at the time on on Kimmel, or what were your encounters with it? Because it was pretty insider. This is like really before the menswear internet explosion.
1: I mean, he was, he was like my first favorite designer. Like other, like before that, I would have told you like Ralph Lauren or something, but you know, like Noah Johnson
0: was a taste God back when he was a little (laughs) Tyke junior taste God.
1: It was like 2009. Um, Guys,
0: some, some people are born with it and the rest of us have to develop it. But either (laughs) way you can get there.
1: But so he, and he did these lookbooks that are just absolutely amazing. And he, for years it was just sort of like the downtown all-stars. It was like, you know, Dan Colon and Ryan McGinley and that crew and
0: shout out to Ear Snot.
1: Um, yep, yeah, and Aaron Bondarov, you know who was known as Aaron only at the time. Who Aaron the Dom? He was just like this like icon. He was like the manager at Supreme and went on did all this cool shit. And then he was in the lookbooks and that kind of like drew like probably is what got my attention. And then I was looking at all these suits. Yeah. And then it was also – that's probably my first memory of seeing, like, tailoring that I really wanted. And it wasn't, like, some dapper, fussy thing. It was just, like, cool-ass downtown dudes wearing suits. And in some cases, like, tuxes.
0: That's the thing that stuck out to me uh, when I was looking at your piece for the first time, looking at those lookbooks for the first time in years, is, like, they were not tricky. They didn't scream fashion. um, Yeah. But – i I thought especially McGinley in that gray suit, and it was like kind of pooling yep. at the ankles. Yep. I was like, oh man, you could absolutely do that tomorrow. They look right so, now.
1: so freaking cool. And there were a few and, and then he Kimmel went on and 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 sort of later and he was the label was only really around for seven years, and he did three collections with Supreme, and two of those were were suits. one of them was this corduroy suit.
0: was that the first supreme suits as far as you know?
1: I think so, yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe they had done like a, a blazer, but probably not a full I think that suit.
1: was the first thing. I talked to James Jebbia for the story, and I believe he told me, I, you know, I could check the Did You hear that casual
0: name drop, Sam? <laughs> me and Jebbia were chatting on the record.
1: <laughs> might, might even call him friend of the pod, James Jebbia. Was friend telling of the pod, James Jebbia. His, let's do it. His whole thing, like, you got to go back. Like, collaborations initially were done because one brand wanted to do something that it couldn't necessarily do on its own and it would partner with another brand to do it in a really cool way right and I, his whole thing was like we wanted to get into doing some suits for our sort of customer and Kimmel was the perfect person to do it with right and I believe that was the first time they did anything remotely it's like, like
0: actually leveraging a friend's know-how yeah. that you yourself do not have yeah as opposed to just merely looking for a- shine rub and i remember and or cash
1: i remember those coming out i worked at complex at the time with nick schoenberger one of the great legends of the culture and he i remember the suit dropping and he bought it and i just slept i was just like no i'm not i i don't know it was like 600 bucks it was probably kind of yeah. expensive for me at the time or something D- i don't know like i don't know what it was but i was just like nah and then now with this story and talking about suits, I'm like, God damn! I wish I had that Adam Kimmel Navy corduroy Supreme suit.
0: If you had rolled in in the in the in the Kimmel Supreme suit this morning and then dropped the piece <laughs> for the culture, <laughs> and then gone on to just start a proxy service, I gotta figure this out, man. I left gotta, left in a I'm blaze gonna, of glory get with nobody but me and it. Sam Hine to pick up after you. So I'm pretty. You had a good day, but this could have been epic, <laughs> epic day. But I just
1: think like it's a good go back. I mean, read my piece because you know, give me those like, let me get those clicks. On I mean, it's views, no, it's really, up, it's really
0: up to them over <laughs> whether or not they're a part of the culture. But, but the choice is yours. And
1: go to adamkimble.com and all his lookbooks are still up there. And click through and just peep the, the suiting the and the vibes. tailoring and the touch yeah. this dude had. And like, steal some moves. Holy shit! And I do think right now is the time to be like, yeah, I do want to wear a suit because it's cool. You're gonna look cool on it, so do it. But like. Figure out what's the attitude with which you are putting it on and approaching your life.
0: This is what we're going to all do tonight. We're going to light some incense or or a scented candle. Yeah, a couple of OTs. We're going to um, put on some ambient music. Mm-hmm. We're going to sit quietly and look inside ourselves and ask ourselves, what kind of suit should I be wearing? <laughs> Come out with the answer and then make it happen. Just do it. Yeah. Um, Noah, you you have a you have a capacity for double-breasted suits that right. I that I envy. Can you talk about the key to a proper d- DB?
1: I never so there was like a DB wave in again like hashtag menswear 1.0 whatever you want to call it, and I I was not down. And then it came later when I put on a double-breasted jacket made by E Touts, which is a London design outfit. And I put it on, and the thing I never realized that's so dope about a double-breasted blazer is the way it hangs open when it's unbuttoned. Yeah. It's got extra fabric there. I mean, it's very obvious, but you've got this extra fabric and this insanely cool slouch. Right so I and, I and
0: to be clear the in the hashtag menswear era that's not why dudes were wearing the no, DB they, it was not they, for the slouch it was going, to be
1: buttoned in yeah exactly some super corseted exaggerated it, was,
0: it was to be corseted let's be real
1: it was they have a lot of them dudes were probably wearing corsets like what do you call them spanks or like tummy
0: hey me. easy i got spanks <laughs> on today i've been going hard i've been going hard this holiday season
1: um no, I missed that whole wave and never thought about it. And there is this other people do put a lot of thought into suit shapes and cuts for body types. That's a thing yep. that doesn't interest me all that much because to me it's kind of like, you know, you try some different ones on. Depends on the fabric, depends on the cut, depends on your tailor. It's gonna look cool. if double breasted feels cool to you as it does to me because the way the extra fabric kind of hangs open and looks cool, just go for it. Maybe I'm too short for double breasted. I don't know, but I don't really care. No,
0: you're not you know too I mean? short for it. I'm too tall for it though. I really? can't. Yeah, the, like I can't. I can't get that slouch going. It's not gonna happen.
1: So well, you know that about yourself, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, I do. I get, I, dude, I gazed inside my soul and <laughs> what I came out with was did not have a bunch of buttons on the front.
1: That was a real revelation to me. And then and then like not this is this is all recent times. This isn't like going back in the day. Noah can like,
0: roll in, in a double breasted suit and he's got it open and the way it hangs, you can tell he skates while in a double breasted suit. I do think that's it, what I'm talking about. I think about. it has a skate vibe to it, yeah.
1: And I yeah. And that's, this is the the soul-peering-into thing that yeah. happens. This is the attitude you come out on the other end with. And I think, speaking of, Gosha Rubchinsky, designer that I'm quite fond of, had a bunch of really dope double-breasted suits on the runway yep. for fall 18.
0: Slouched out.
1: And they're like, they look cool as hell, and all the kids look cool in them, and they, they look like Gosha kids, and they're in these double-breasted suits that's just, like, they're all, you know, they got the attitude. They're doing it.
0: So... In addition to peering into your soul with scented candles and and ambient music, I would also just, like, go someplace who makes dub, dope suits and try on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Gaze upon yourself in the mirror and just find that right vibe.
1: And I do think, like... And if you're Noah
0: Johnson, it happens to be E. Touts and... What was the other name he dropped, Sam? I don't know. Oh, the Gigi. Yeah, E. Touts and the Gigi.
1: And, you know, those are, like these are like fun suits i I also think it's worth going to like a place like the armory which you know they're all friends of the pod here like a good and, department store and like talk talk to somebody about how they're made you know i think like yeah. learning we didn't even dive into the idea of like you know looking under the hood getting your fully canvas joints on but i do i think suiting tailoring is one of these areas that's still really rich with craftsmanship and quality and that stuff is super important and you should learn about it And find if you're
0: not sure how to get a good tailor wherever you live, just find the guy who has the best suits that you know and ask him who his tailor is and then fucking jack his style. Definitely. It's very simple. Definitely. You want to do some vibes?
1: 13 vibes on the 13th episode. Let me ask
0: you this first. Do you feel complete on suiting? I mean, Um, it's an ongoing conversation. Don't get me wrong.
1: Yeah, I feel like super incomplete, but maybe this is like episode one of the suiting talk and one day we come back to it. I don't even know. Big time. I'm Um, in for that. But I think I think hopefully this little flavor is enough to get people excited to put because it's like the holiday time, and I also think we talked about holiday dressing for the holiday last episode. Trying not to get clowned on too much by your dad for your haircut. Yeah, you got to be careful. Or your, your velvet suit, or whatever it is that you rolled in with your off-white Jordans. but i do this is actually the time of year when i like to throw a suit on i like a summer suit too because it's like a you know a t-shirt and a linen suit is cool to me but i this is the type of year where it's like i'm going to break out a few suits like in the next few weeks so i
0: agree i think new year's eve is a good time to get a get a clean shave and put on something crisp. yeah uh sam hit the bubbles and heidi and maybe an air horn let's do this 13 vibes (laughs)
1: Vibe number one is uh, the great city of Miami. Wow. I love Miami. I do too. Um, I'm not going but to Miami. But tell me why. This A lot week. of people hate it. Our Basel is next week. It's not this week. It's next week, but it's coming up soon. Lots of people are going. I am not. Um, Miami, it's warm, it's like full of culture, it's full of grit, it's also full of just glam and glitz. It yeah. never stops. It has like real living energy, much like New York.
0: I always think of music coming out of car windows.
1: Yep, hell yeah. And you all know? night long and you know, when you're on I like to be on South Beach and and that whole scene. I like to stay at the Standard, which is a real quiet, adults only kind of a it's a little swanky, but it's it's uh, the rooms are shitty, but it has the coolest pool vibe. I love it there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of sexy out there. Sexy. Wind is blowing.
0: Yep. Some lights twinkling in the distance.
1: It's not like a secret. It's not like some cuddy place nobody knows about. But um, typically, I get there a couple times a year and just kick back in the heat and get a sunburn and I, and drink mojitos and I'm I'm just like super into it. Go to La Sandwichery, get a gigantic sandwich, go to the Deuce and have a couple beers and smoke some cigarettes, play pool. That's my Miami vibe. My man just said, "Get a sunburn." <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part of that. The point is that most people, not a lot of people, are down on Miami because of the, the tackiness. Somehow, is seen as like too like low class or low brow or uninteresting or whatever, and they're just super- couldn't be more wrong. And fuck them! Don't go to Miami. I don't want to see you there anyway.
0: Yeah the the best the best way to deal with the tackiness of Miami is to just stick your tongue out and give it a big old wet kiss. Yeah see where it goes from there. Yeah. It's funny that your first vibe is a city, mine is also. Oh, awesome. San Francisco. Oh. All right, I spent the holiday, I spent Thanksgiving in California and two nights in San Francisco and I was just like walking up one of those steep hills with some beautiful winter cali light coming through. Mm-hmm. It was like it wasn't that bone-chilling kind of damp San Francisco. It was like sun was banging in late November uh, you know, the row houses along the streets. Um, and I was just like, damn, this city is dope. And, um, so my first vibe is San Francisco, but everything, I'm all my vibes from here. I'm doing themed vibes. It's all, it's all San Francisco based stuff or California. Wow.
1: I wish I thought of that. What else you got? Um, this time of year, there's a particular type of pant I like to wear. There's a city I like to go to. It's Miami. There's a pant. No, if,
0: the, if I know one thing about <laughs> you, it's that you like to wear pants.
1: Uh. Um, double knee pants. I love double knee pants. What's a double like knee pants? A pant? Carhartt double knee pants. Oh, pant. I see. So like a pant reinforced. that has got like yeah. extra pant on the front of the pants. Yeah. Engineer Garments makes a cool one. Not this season, but they've made them in the past. This season, I'm wearing some Carhartts. But Orslo makes a really cool one that didn't fit Our- me right.
0: And these are classic Carhartts, right? Not, not fashion. Correct. I don't mess. Fashion with- Fashion tier, work in progress Carhartt.
1: Yeah, yeah that's not really my thing. Yeah. But um, I'm going with classic Carharts. You, bu- you
0: buy your Carhartt at that, um, that at that workwear spot in Greenpoint, not at Works in Progress on Correct. Crosby Street. Correct. Yeah, I, I go gotcha. I go to Pops. I hear you, Pops. I, yeah. I go to Pops. I know on that Franklin. spot. I used to live near <laughs> there. In the spirit of California, I'm going with WKZSC eighty eight point one. It's the college radio station at UC Santa Cruz. Uh, that is the Banana Slugs. They're the Banana Slugs at UC Santa Cruz.
1: That's their mascot.
0: Yeah, the mascot. Really, wow. my wife is really into their merch.
1: I was just gonna. I immediately thought of like a Banana, Banana Slugs. Slugs T-shirt. Yeah.
0: So the only thing better than a Banana Slugs T-shirt about UC Santa Cruz is the college radio station, uh, which is eighty eight point one. Anytime you're in in that area. So, my wife and I are um, driving through Carmel, mm-hmm. and the DJ, I, I think his name was DJ Q, something like that. I had to write, his the, <laughs> his set was so good, I had to write it down. Dinosaur Jr. Don't, which is like, uh, basically, uh, like, ultra heavy metal Dinosaur Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, J. Mascus is just like slaying just and i guess it's, it's barlow right yeah who's just screaming into the microphone yeah like metal style uh into sonic youth burning spear into my favorite parquet court song stoned and starving mm-hmm. that's a good one into the sugar sugar cubes birthday mm-hmm. and then when we arrived where we were going and i shut off the car he's playing the talking heads nothing but flowers <laughs> one of my wife's favorite talking Heads song <laughs> it was mind-melting
1: College radio, alive. College and well. radio,
0: alive and well at UC Santa Cruz. Uh,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop a gem. I'm gonna reveal a secret now. Uh, when I go on eBay, I like to hunt around for dead stock vintage T-shirts, and I like to find some pretty rare, obscure, and weird ones. And one of my favorite old labels to look for is called Health Knit.
0: Health Knit. Never heard of it.
1: Yeah, it's a crazy name.
0: This is a jewel. Sam, we need a sound effect for when, when Noah pulls a jewel out of the bag. All right, Sam's going to dial that in. <laughs> jewel, Health Knit?
1: Health Knit. I actually knew about Health Knit originally because I saw it in Japan because the, it's it, they still make shit with the label there. They they have the license. But it's old. It goes back to like the 50s or something. I don't know the whole history of this brand. All I know is that for some amount of decades, they made really dope blank teas with like really thick... N- ribbing on the neck nice. really nice quality cotton tube construction so there's no side seams these are things you want to look for made in the usa
0: can you get a pocket i'm into pocket tees. pocket tees hoodies wow, health knit
1: right. made the whole range of jerseys and you can find it if you search health knit um you can find a bunch of like vintage graphic tees and sweatshirts and hoodies and all that stuff it's hard to find sizes the sizing is super wonky i've bought a few that just make no sense like right. sizing wise um but it's super fun to hunt and poke around for them. And I know the vintage tea nerd thing is very real. And I'm I'm no expert, but Health Net is one of the fucking coolest ones to, to search for.
0: Uh, if you go searching on eBay, you could be bidding against corporate Lunch's own Noah V. Johnson.
1: Yeah, they don't get you don't get into the crazy like prices and stuff until they get really old and sort of rare. Like you'll right. see like you know sweatshirts from the '50s and, and, and tend that's to be and probably whoever's
0: buying that isn't wearing it. You
1: no, know, like collectors or archivists or something.
0: Yeah uh i'm gonna go next with san francisco's own lsd world piece uh the artist joe roberts mm-hmm. i've been kind of holding out on this vibe for the right moment uh <laughs> he's one of my favorite artists and and noah has actually a couple times been like you gonna do lsd world peace today <laughs> I did, and i'm I like to- nah man not today
1: <laughs> again it, we always do have a rule where we don't if I start getting, if vibes. Noah
0: starts calling my vibes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, Sam, I'm gonna start producing, and Sam Hine Productions <laughs> is gonna start hosting. Uh, but Joe Roberts is a, a skater dude. He's a deadhead. Um, he's just a really unique guy in San Francisco. Uh, I had a hang with him while I was there. Saw what he was working on, and uh, he's a great follow on Instagram at LSD World Peace. If you wanna, have, if you really wanna get tripped out. I'm going to leave it at that. At LSD World Peace, the rest is up to you. <laughs> uh, many people out there know me as a
1: foodie. They do? <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoa.
1: But my next vibe is a food thing. Maybe you've heard of it. It's a-
0: I was just going to say, like, maybe you should go ahead and start that proxy service, man. <laughs> foodie.
1: A lot of people um, at wintertime eat yams and sweet potatoes and other roasted root vegetables. Yep. My root vegetable, it's not even a root vegetable. My roasted vegetable of choice is kabocha squash.
0: Oh, yeah. Good stuff.
1: It's like a little Japanese pumpkin. Yeah. You just chop it up and put it in the oven at a, some hot temperature with s- salt and pepper and oil.
0: Even Noah's squash is from Japan. <laughs> Yo, these squash
1: Johns are extremely
0: rare sorry what's your preparation again i was too busy getting jokes off to listen
1: so you know you want to chop them up dice them up into nice chunks toss them with salt and pepper and your oil of choice yeah coconut oil put them in the oven put them in the oven and just eat it at what temperature 425
0: 425 i just made that
1: up hot hot's good you want to get a little brown on the edges yeah a
0: little caramelized that's the, thing about those, that's the thing about those colorful root vegetables that they've got strong sugar content, so they caramelize nicely. Yeah, that's why I like them so much, too. I myself can't operate an oven, but I do know that. <laughs> Dude, we're really aligned in a strange way today. My next vibe, also food-related, it is the lowly, the humble patty melt. Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've never had a patty melt. Zero <laughs> times? Never once. All right.
0: While I was in San Francisco, you know, you guys knew that part, um, I was at the New Tartine Mm-hmm. And there was a patty melt on the menu, and I was like, um, I don't know, man. It's lunchtime. I don't know if I can like handle yeah, a patty melt. It could shut down your day. But I re- it could absolutely shut down my day. I realized that I haven't had one in over a decade, and I went for it, and I was not disappointed. It was worth it. Patty melt, everybody knows this, right? Toasted buttered bread, hamburger bun, Swiss cheese, Thousand Island dressing, and last but not least, one of nature's greatest probiotics, sauerkraut. Yeah delicious
1: that's the sauerkraut is essential to a patty melt
0: absolutely the, okay. yeah it's not a patty melt without a sauerkraut all right got it i mean you could get a patty melt hold the sauerkraut but you might as well just order a burger on toasted bun with swiss cheese and thousand island dressing because you're not patty melting <laughs> you're not you're not
1: i'm gonna have to try one um somebody let me know where in new york you eat get a patty eat, melt
0: you eat, eat red meat right yeah definitely all right cool
1: I've had. Do you want to go off?
0: Do you want to have a soulful walk to a to a noted patty melt? Uh, uh, yeah, spot? absolutely. I want nothing more. All right, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll see. Sam Sam Hein Productions may or may not be invited. We'll see. Um, Mobileaji is definitely invited.
1: Every few months, I spend some time thinking about socks deeply, uh, trying to just figure out what color, what pattern, what fabric, what thickness, just like where I am you know relative to my shoe and pant rotation what's the sock that i need most
0: you also got to listen to your feet
1: how are my feet what are your your dogs asking for perspirating is is there any blistering or chafing happening just like where am i at in terms of foot health all these questions and i you know spend some time with myself i've i've figured out right now i'm going to share the next vibe is burgundy socks
0: burgundy socks
1: yeah the color it looks are cool.
0: Dress the color's great. Are they dress socks?
1: Yeah, like a thinner cotton burgundy sock.
0: All right, Noah just showing me he's got on some vintage. They look like vintage worn-out Levi's. Mm-hmm. He's got on some Gosha Adidas. Yeah, all white. And some burgundy dress socks.
1: Yeah, they're like a regular cotton, mid-weight cotton dress sock. Not like the right, thinnest. Not like one. a fine wool or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't need like the warm sock thing is like crazy unless you're really out in the woods. Like, what are you doing? You're not.
0: Even out in the woods, my feet are going to just start Yeah, I go sweating. regular.
1: But I, the color is really what's crucial here. I decided that burgundy always looks cool. And it doesn't pop super hard. It's not like you're wearing a bright red or orange sock. But, yeah, it's
0: not like a comedy sock. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've not drawn attention to it, but I was just getting sick of looking at navy and black socks, which is my whole other rotation.
0: So did you buy like three pairs so we might see you in them again next week? Or is like tomorrow you coming back strong with burgundy socks? No, I got like three pairs. Yeah, okay. They're
1: going to they're gonna make like... a appearances here and there. It's new in the mix, not yeah. not your new standard. That's right. Yeah.
0: I appreciate that about you because the way I would roll, I would buy 15 pairs of burgundy socks and wear nothing else. Every day? Yeah, but
1: Damn, maybe I should.
0: I don't know, it's sort of, it's an affliction.
1: I got these socks in Florence and I'm not going back there for a little bit, so I don't know.
0: All right, another sam another another West Coast jewel right here. Uh Infiore. i I N space F I O R E. They make beauty products. But within the range of beauty products, first of all, my wife uses their stuff and I steal it from her. And so I use the beauty products, but they also have body balms and uh, solid perfumes where you, where you like dab a little on your finger and just, instead of spraying, Uh it's like more of a balm oriented thing. uh, But the Vetivert balm, all their, all their stuff smells amazing. Some of it is like more, I don't believe in scents. I don't believe that scents are a gendered thing yeah you know what i mean like Uh how could a smell be female like that that i don't don't really buy into that but at the same time they have some stuff that uh i would not wear it's more traditionally girly Uh you know but some of the more masculine stuff is really amazing and so i re-upped on the vetiver body balm and then um i put so much on this morning (laughs) i went to the doctor's (laughs) office today and it was, don't worry, don't worry, guys. It was just a routine checkup. But I did, at one point, have to lay shirtless on the little piece of paper on the uh-huh. uh, on the thing. And it was, like, grease stained. Because I was, like, I went really hard. I went I went heavy with the body balm.
1: I need a body balm. Uh,
0: everybody needs a body balm, dude. This is the thing.
1: I don't, that's the thing I don't have at all.
0: And Infiori is run by a really brilliant woman named Julie Elliott. And there is a lot of... um you know aside from the it's like any any brand run by somebody who has real vision and real passion and deep deep knowledge for what they're doing there's like the stuff that's in the marketing materials mm-hmm. which the, like the average consumer can process behind all that is some really deep knowledge of botanicals oils wellness uh there's there's a wellspring of knowledge going on into this stuff and i just endorse <clears throat> it i vibe it uh
1: vibe number 12 i was going to um uh, my actual—I was gonna close out my portion of the vibes with a scent-related vibe, but I'm gonna hold it because I, it would just—I don't want to follow.
0: It's getting—it's getting awkward. The, the alignment of our vibes this time. For
1: real, though, I'm gonna. Okay.
0: Adjust on the fly.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, I think just the body balm is far more important than the the little you know candle and incense brand I was gonna talk about. I would just want to. My final vibe is related to my previous vibe, which was the burgundy socks that I got in Florence. There's a little independent shop sock shop there that I always go to. Um, but this is a very crucial thing, this vibe. Buying all of your socks and underwear in Europe, exclusively.
0: Wow, very rare.
1: Um, and in my experience, anywhere you go, particularly like Germany is good, Italy is good, France is good, Switzerland, really good.
0: Any Any place that's fabric-focused. Yeah. yeah. You go
1: to... First of all you want to find a local independent a guy. Retailer. A guy. A family run little shop. And yep. they're they're around. They're in the towns. They're in the villages. They're out there. You can locate them. Even if you just go to the department store in the city and go to the underwear section, find the European brands that would not be sold in the US. Look at where the shit is made, feel the cotton, and just get in there. That's what I that's been my new thing the last couple of years is I'll just go there and kind of stock up.
0: Feel the feel the cotton and then imagine the rest of your your life.
1: Yeah. Just like feel it and close your eyes and then just (laughs) let it sink in. Just let you do that thing where just like the next five years of your life flashes through your mind, just kind of all at once, like rapid fire succession. And then copper not. And then just drop a few hundred euro on underwear, knowing that you're not going to buy any more again until your next trip to Europe, which for normal people is like, you know, maybe once a year, maybe not even. I don't know.
0: I mean it seems sometimes when you say drop a couple hundred on Euros for underwear mm-hmm. that it's like that's crazy. But then when you think about the importance, the crucial importance of underwear you wear, a couple hundred Euros.
1: Anything you wear next to skins has gotta be of the of the best quality.
0: Yeah, it's gotta be on the level.
1: And I know everyone out there everyone's on the unique low, the five the, you know, the five ninety nine boxer briefs and the 299 socks whatever it is all that stuff is fine but you find it doesn't really hold up all that well over time yeah and i'm i you know i i support it but i think that you could you could elevate your whole game your whole situation and buy in bulk next time you go to europe see how you feel give it a try i mean gq
0: style is really about respecting the conventional wisdom but choosing another way basically yeah (laughs) Uh, Last but not least, uh, this one only ties into California because I listened to it on my way home from California. Uh, Will Oldham's PBS American Masters podcast. Will Oldham, Bonnie Prince Billy, you know the dude. Yeah, I love him. Uh, Rarely does interviews, but he came in hot for this American Masters series. And what you get to experience, what you get to do is go inside the mind of a truly rigorous American artist yeah the dude just doesn't do stuff ever because it's what you're supposed to do ever talk about man talk about bucking the conventional wisdom and he really just breaks it down in this podcast you also get a bonus Johnny Cash story really high level Johnny Cash story Cash famously uh covered as part of the Rick Rubin um experience Mm -hmm. towards the end of his days Will Oldham's I See a Darkness with with Oldham singing backup vocals Mm -hmm. so you go inside ruben studio for that moment and it's really incredible but the the really mind-blowing section for me and i'm not going to go into it in detail because you should just check it out is oldham on jimmy buffett
1: downloading this now
0: go in right now is this a recent recording or this is yeah, yeah it's, new. it's new it's new i think that they probably put it up like a week ago
1: oh my god i can't wait i'm so happy you just shared that vibe
0: will oldham pbs american masters more importantly this is corporate lunch and we'll be back next week let's go later